Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I have my friend and life and career coach, Dara Wagner, dropping by and we're talking sex, dating, and relationships, answering questions that I'm sure a lot of you have. Topics include soulmates, what you should be doing instead of searching for one, navigating the dating world, and why you need to do your work before being in a healthy relationship, what to do when you can't get past your partner's past, and what it's like to self-master masturbation. All this and more. Thanks for listening. Deputy Jamie. Hello. I have to ask you something. What's the main questions we get asked from our female listeners on the show? What would you say? Oh, definitely not being able to orgasm or having trouble getting there. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, too. There's pain, dryness, stress, because who doesn't have that? Mm. Anxiety. I mean, I feel for the women out there. We're just hurting. This is why I got so excited about Foria. Yes, it's amazing. Oh, my God. I know. Okay, so you guys, this is probably my most unique sponsor I've had in a few years. Euphoria Awaken. It's intimate massage oil that uses CBD-rich hemp extract. There's been so much research and studies lately about the benefits of CBD oil and also benefits of CBD and sex from pain relief, relaxation for your whole body, and it makes sense that it would work as well for your other parts. Yeah, it's kind of incredible what it can do. I mean, it's think about it. It's a plant, and it totally relaxed me. I know, same. I was so my body, I just used a few sprays and I rubbed it on my hands and then I put it on my whole vulva area and I waited like five minutes. I just felt, I felt stimulated and tingly and turned on. Also, it has eight other plant aphrodisiacs like coconut oil and kava kava extract and it tastes and smells really good too. Yeah, it was like a, like a minty chocolatey taste. Yeah, it was mint chocolate. All these things are why I want to talk about it. It's easy to use. You don't need to use a lot. This little bottle goes a long way. Yeah, I think I pretty much only use three sprays max each time. Yeah, that's all you need. You're just applying a little bit to the clitoris, the labia, and the vagina. Deep relaxation, increased blood flow, enhances sensations like everywhere, and can stimulate natural lubrication. And I'm definitely having easier orgasms and the smelling good, always a plus. I like the fact that it doesn't have any THC in it because that means that everyone can get it. Everyone can experience it. So, I mean, your head's not going to get high. You don't have to worry about that. Just your genitals. Right. Although, I mean, you know me, I'm down for both. Exactly. Surprising. The organic CBD extract they use is only from the United States and it's all independently tested to make sure it's free of synthetics, toxins, and anything else you wouldn't want to put in your body, especially your vagina. Plus, it's 100% edible and vegan. Oral sex on this is amazing. Oh my God. Um, I could talk about Awaken for hours, but just go check it out, learn more, try it for yourself. Trust me, trust me. Go to sexwithemily.com slash awaken. You're going to love it. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash A-W-A-K-E-N. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. 
You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. You can also follow us on iTunes and wherever you listen to podcasts. We love when you review us. That's amazing. And also, check me out on Sirius XM Radio Stars Channel 109. I am there Monday through Friday from 5 to 7 Pacific, 8 to 10 Eastern. And I'm so excited to be reaching so many more of you, helping you with your sex and relationship questions every night, you guys. So call me there. Check it out. We have a free trial on our website. You can also find me on all social media. It's at Sex with Emily across the board. And I really hope you enjoy this interview. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. We'll also be answering your emails. So enjoy the show. Daryl, before we get into the interview, last time I saw you was quite a night. Such a night. <laughs> it was election eve and the eve of Monday nights before election. And we were at this part, we were at this telethon for America that Ben, my guy, helped, was executive writer on. And there was a lot of celebrities there that were just really getting people to pledge to vote. So we're in like the VIP area. And all of a sudden, Dara's like, oh my God, there's Jane Fonda. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, Jane Fonda. And then, and then Emily gets so cute and like bashful and shy. She's like, "No, no, no, I can't go up." I'm like, "What are you talking about? We have to go talk to Jane Fonda right now." Just like when you see a guy and you need to go up. Okay, to you're him. right. I've never gone up to like a celebrity though, so that was a first. Well, first of all, you don't want to make them feel again like a pedestal, but you know, Jane Fonda is a legend. So you know, we, you and I were talking about it, like Grace and Frankie. Like she sells geriatric. Uh, vibrators like it was a perfect thing and you know there she is she's drinking a corona she looks better than I do I, like whoever knows who her doctor is please DM me yeah. about that and you know I, we, I went up to her and I tapped her on the shoulder and <laughs> I'm like dying I'm like please she's busy Emily's like so cute she's like oh my god no I can't no Dara what are you doing I'm like listen girl I am an agent inside. I'm a connector. Let me do this. I'm like, hi, Jane. And she goes, uh, hi. I'm like, how are you? I'm Dara. This is also my friend, Emily. And she's, oh, hi. Emily's like, oh, hi, Jane. Hi, I'm a sex doctor. Um, I, I do a podcast, Sex with Emily. So, oh, uh, you do a show, do you? Well, do people call in about dry vaginas? <laughs> I'm like, they do. Yes, they do. She's like, okay. Because I was like, you should come on. She's like, I will. And then she's like, are you like Dr. Ruth? And I was like, she is. And she's also interviewed Dr. Ruth. Right. I just felt like your publicist, but I was just being her cheerleader. It was amazing. I just want to carry you with me. Oh, it was so much fun. It was a fun night. So much fun. I'm glad we were there. I know. We got a great picture. I'm going to post it on Instagram so everyone can see it. You looked great. So did she. Me, so not so much, but it was worth it. It was fun. I have Dara Wagner here, and I'm so excited because we met a few months ago, and we've become fast friends, and she's got a lot to say about a lot of things, and we always have these conversations, and I said, you just got to get your ass in here. She's done a lot of things. She's a community builder, writer, storyteller. She worked in TV for 10 years, and now she's a life and career coach. Dara Wagner. Hello. Hi, Emily. Hi, Dara. This is so fun. This is so much fun. I already know before it's even started, because seeing you always makes me happy. Yeah, and I know we're official fast friends, because everyone else I'm friends with that has a podcast has never had me on, so <gasps> look at that. Oh, my God. This is my first. There's ser- I'm your first? You're, I lost this my your virginity podcast, to Cherry? your podcast. Wow. Yep. So, wait. Now, you've been a listener to the podcast, right, before we met? I have, yeah. Okay. And do you remember, like, uh, what... I don't know what brought you there or what you learned. You know, I remember just I needed a break from all the crazy news and 
the podcast that really just made me really heavy all day. And someone said, you know Sex with Emily, right? And I said, I don't. They're like, well, you better. <laughs> and I turned you on, and no pun intended. Right. And uh, it was great. Like you are right now. Yeah. Right. And it was good. Okay. Because also today, I want you to know that if you have any questions, mm. I'm here to help you. Oh, I feel like I've asked you tons, but I can keep going. Yeah, totally. Yeah, well, okay, well, first of all, tell me, how old are you? Keep on me saying. 32. Thir- 32. 32. Okay, you're mm-hmm. 32. And what has dating been like for you here in Los Angeles? That's a great question. Um, how much time we got? Right, we got we got all <laughs> the time you want. Um, you know, I've been really lucky. I've fallen in love a couple of times. I've been in and out. of. I've had fun. I've had casual. I was back and forth to Tel Aviv the last nine months. Um, so that was lovely. I'll tell you that. That's a yeah. whole different podcast. But... <laughs> Um, dating here has been, you know, I'm a big believer that it just doesn't serve you if you blame your city. And I never want to blame Los Angeles for lack of a connection. I feel that there is someone out there for you everywhere. You just have to find that person. So I'm grateful to live in LA. I think that there are wonderful opportunities here. There are wonderful men. There's some terrible men. There's also some terrible women. Right. Um, it you know, but it's been a little bit harder. I think sometimes when there are more choices and there are more distractions, it can prove a little bit harder to weed through who you actually connect with. Because that's really at the end of the day, what I look for is who do I connect with on a spiritual level, our values, who am I attracted to, and I think all over the planet that's less unless you're in Tel Aviv, right? <laughs> unless you're okay. Unless well, you're we can get into that in a minute. So in Los Angeles, how do you find guys? You know, my favorite form of dating is IRL in real life. Um, the most significant relationships and men that have been in my life the last 10 years, uh, specifically the last five, have all been like the universe put us together on, you know, we ran into each other on the street three years later after we had met, I had, you know, met someone at a birthday party or someone and, you know, was I was set up with someone or we saw each other from across the room at a birthday party. Um, or most recently, I hit on someone at a bar when I had no makeup on. It was during the heat wave. I was in flip flops post beach <laughs> day and was just knew I was attracted to him and I felt so compelled to go over and say say hi to him. And um, it proved to be a really beautiful connection that sadly had, was the wrong timing for both of us. But, you know, that's my favorite form. But then, you know, if you can't win them, join them. And that's where online dating comes in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you, okay, so what I love about you, though, is that you're always, from the second I met you, you're just, you're so confident in your, I know that we all have our insecurities, but you're just like, you go after it. You see someone, you talk to them, like you're very real and you're very like, yeah, you know what you want. Thanks, Em. Yeah, thank I you. Mean it. I try. I've recently coined the term, I'm unapologetically myself. And someone, one of my best friends said that to me on her wedding day. She wrote me a note and she just said, I love how you are just unapologetically Dara. And ever since that, I wrote, read that, I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah, I am. That's me. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not here to be anybody else. I'm just who I am when I'm on a date. You know, obviously I'm, I know my audience, but yeah, I mean, if I, I feel energy and vibrancy with someone immediately. And if I see a man from across a room or we glance at each other like why would I let that opportunity go away so I love it so you'll just go right up to them because there's still a lot of women who I think feel like it's their job 
Yeah. It's you know, the guy's job that to come is, up to them or whoever else that we yeah. still feel like we want to be chased or, mm-hmm. you know. And I will say that is Los Angeles and that is the West Coast. I think that that is a very West Coast thing. Um, I've been approached way more when I'm in New York, Israel, the South, Texas, New Orleans. I mean, I've been much more, I've been, you know, there have been more quote unquote chivalrous attempts. Right. But I think men here are a little shy to be the upper hand. Um, and I, I think that's bullshit. So, yeah. I'm no, happy I think it's to right. It. Go, go for it. Go for yeah. what you like. I think that's important. I think that that is inspiring too because I think there's a lot of people go home and like, oh God, I wonder why didn't I give that person my number? I should have, should have, should have. Like, yeah. why we don't, because you don't feel that that often. I very rarely yeah. see someone and think, oh, that person's attractive, yeah. you know? So, or I feel that connection. So, when you do, yeah. like, jump on it. So, what about the apps? Have you dabbled? Oh, yeah. Every <laughs> every single person I feel has, except I have one friend who will rename nameless, but I will send this to her once it's done. She has never been on an app. And and that girl's always being set up. So if I could drink what she's drinking, I'm happy to do so. Like people just um, say, hey, I want to fix you up. Always. I mean, I get asked to be set up too, but I'll tell you, Emily, and I promise I'm not dodging the app question, is if you tell someone, hey, I know someone I want to set you up with, don't not follow through. Yeah, you're right. You know, of course, you might go back to that person and say, hey, um, I have this great friend, Daryl Wagner, you guys should meet. And then he's like, you know what? I'm kind of into blondes who are 5'10". Right. And then of course it's not a match. That's fine. But if you know that the two parties are interested, you should absolutely follow Circle through on that. Circle back so they drop the ball in yeah, that way. totally. And so I'm constantly tr- thinking of people who I can set up, who if I go on a date with a guy and he's not right for me, but I know he might get along with a friend, my friends and I have been so generous to do that. Yeah, like, you're a connector. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, absolutely. What kind of relationship do you think you want right now? You know, <laughs> I got the ultimate goal and then I got the short goal. You know, I got the sprint and the marathon. So I, I feel like I'm always going to be in the marathon. And along the way, I enjoy those sprints. That's the sprints of just like seeing who you like and you know yeah you know I've I've been more open than I ever ever have um my ultimate goals at the end of the day are to still you know have a Jewish family be that Jewish mom but I'm open to dating men who you know maybe weren't born exactly in the household that I was as long as they're okay with that being the household once that is there and there but I, I would be very naive to completely rule out a whole population of people that I have a very huge chance of, of connecting with. And at the end of the day, I connect with people that are cultural and vibrant. See, I think that's good. So you are open then. I, I am you're open. Up. So here's my thing. Have you ever been on a date with someone and there was something that happened and you're like, nope, not my person? Mm. Like something they said or did? Yeah. Like your deal breaker? Yeah, there's been a few actually. Well, obviously, who they voted for in the 2016 election, but that's a, that's that's a widespread one. Um, I am a, I mean, now that I'm a coach and you know, personal development has always been a huge thing for me. Um, you know, I've been writing in a journal since I was 11. Um, you know, I used to analyze movies and you know, write down song quotes and why did Sarah McLaughlin make me feel this certain way? Or, you know, why does Janet Jackson make me want to get up and boogie? Um, so when a man says that he's never thought about seeing a therapist or has never oh. wanted, like that just, that to me is, that's off. And that's fine if like they've never had to, but someone who's not 
like if they think my definition of personal development is like woo woo stupid like black magic right. that to me is a huge turn off yeah and it's okay if like if you've never seen a therapist that's fine but if you are willing to grow and learn and and be open to new ways of thinking and and you know how can we make this world and ourselves and our lives a better place that's a huge huge deal breaker for me right no I got you I hear that I used to say I can't be with guys who haven't done their work yeah and if I would have gotten paid for the personal work I've done in the last five years specifically, <laughs> I would literally be sitting on a gold throne right, right now. I know. What kind of work have you done? I would say the biggest one is self-worth and self-discovery. So tell me how you've done that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that when you come blazing out of college, you know, you go straight into a career and you think that's going to define you. Um, and, you know, I was in television for 10 years TV and film and I loved it and I'm still still feel like I'm a part of it um just not full time and you know that defined me and you know I was that's all I wanted I wanted the corner office I wanted the validation that I had a big title and then one day I had all that and it didn't well I had some of it and then it didn't it didn't fill me up um and so I had to completely restart you know, especially with, with that part, like, okay, who who's Dara right. without the title? Who's Dara without, you know, this story that she has to do this and has to do that to be good enough? And, you know, that went with, along with marriage and that went along with, like, I have to have kids by 35. I have to be married by 30. I have to own a home by 29 or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Those all went away because one day I woke up and I went, oh, what I thought I wanted is not what I have, and maybe I never actually wanted it. Maybe that's not why it's here. That's really that's a really mature attitude to realize that because I think a lot of people always think once they get the house, the home, the job, the car, the whatever, the next that watch, then I'm going to be happy. Then I'm going to be happy. Next, next, next. Totally. And what you're saying is that it really comes from within. Absolutely. You're about self worth. So how what is it like self love, self worth, self development? Like how did you? I'm holding my heart right now. Yeah, no, like, I know. How is the self You know, like what, was it like, ther- was it like, did you do different kinds of... Well, I think you got to empty a jar with like stale stuff before you can put anything <laughs> fresh inside. And so I had to like really get dirty and down and like put all my bootstraps on to say like, what, what defines me? Right. And so I did a lot of like going back to my childhood and, you know, my aunt calls me every day and leaves me messages how she is so happy I was brought into the world because I've made her life a better place. Mm. And I remember being like, how in the world is that true? How did I make this woman's (laughs) life a better place? My parents are supportive. My sister and I are close. My nieces are my world. And I realized that it's just because I'm me. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go back to like, who was the essential Dara before all the other filters and disbeliefs came in and all these insecurities and where did the where did the like the the story start where those things weren't like the the headliners um so I kind of channeled like this like 10 year old Dara this like 11 year old Dara and um realized she was always there she's always been there Mm -hmm. and you know it took a lot of like peeling back some of the old stuff and uh, inner child work inner child work yeah yeah, no, I know what you mean. I think that we all get, we all go through life and we have so many things that happen in our childhoods and that there is this pureness to us, this purity of being a kid. And a lot of times, 
you know, things happen and we just kind of gets run over with whatever we think the outside world wants or our parents want or society. So it sounds yeah. like you've gotten back to your pure spirit. Yeah. I've done, you know, listen, I have great parents, but they got divorced and then, you know, they're Where mar- did you grow up again? The Bay Area. Oh, right. Of course. Props to Alameda, California. <laughs> and they've never been there. It's a beautiful little it island. It is. So they oh, you got know, you're a San Francisco girl. Yeah, yeah. exactly. In my heart, San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, what about sex? So I gave you a womanizer. You did. I did. You did. And we're having some confusion around it because and that's common. So I think it's good that we're talking. I wanted yeah. to talk to you about it. Yeah, and I like went home that night and felt like it was Hanukkah morning. And I was like, this is a little um, disappointing because I'm not doing it right. right. And I wanted to like Google, like, how do you use a womanizer? I almost texted you. And then I was like, no, I don't think we're there yet, but maybe we we are. Oh, in our friendship? Yeah. Oh, we are there. No, I, no, I totally know okay. we were, but like, <laughs> it was like late and I was like, bet you and Ben were probably having a lovely moment. Um, so I was just like, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the old trick and, right. uh, and get, okay. circle back on this one. Got it. Well, it's the kind of thing where it goes, because like some people have said this to me and then I tell them, I'm like, oh, right. So I think it's more about you got to turn it up to that, you know, turn it up to the higher speed. I, yeah. I gave you that one. And then you, yeah. it's like you use lube and you just like, Put it over your clitoris. You tease yourself, and you. Yeah, I know you're used to like more of a mm, vibration. Yeah, yeah. Since I discovered that, and you know how to take control of, you know, I'll never, I'll never forget when I really mastered. You, you know, we call in, in coaching like self mastery. How do you self? And I remember when I self mastered like masturbating, and I called two of my best friends from growing up who. Um, you know, are very sexually independent and they're wonderful women and they're both with partners, but they've, they, they know what they're doing. They've been doing it for a long time. And I, and my, one of my ex-boyfriends had just broken up with me out of the very blue. And if you're listening to this, thank you. <laughs> right. It's um, usually you guys. Yes. Yeah. Wait, let me just stop there for a minute because there's probably a lot of people listening who have that same, maybe they're going through a breakup right now. Maybe something's happened to them or they're about to break up with someone. And a lot of people stay in relationships too long because they think they're going to hurt their partner. And it did hurt you. But I think what you're saying is key is that as cliche as this might sound, all these things that seem so horrible and that they're ruining our life or you can't believe it, you learn a lot from these lessons, from the breakups and and, and in a way you're like, did me a favor because it probably wasn't right. No, and if someone's gonna like absolutely not communicate with me and just do it in the way they did, I, I, I thank them. They did me a favor. Right. And yeah, you don't see that at the time, but you know, because rejection hurts no matter how you get oh, it. If yeah. you're like, rejected on the like the kickball team because I was wearing tights and a skirt growing up or if you're like rejected by a dude you know I've gone on dates with guys who I don't find attractive and I've kindly told them and I've had guys tell me that like I'm awesome but like we're not a match and that's fine do you tell guys that do you say I don't find you attractive no I can't do that so what do you say what do you say tell me what your thing is when a guy's like I'd love to see you again and you don't want to. You know, I've recently talked about this with a lot of my amazing single girlfriends because we celebrate, commiserate, discuss our dating lives a lot. Um, and there's, you know, a lot of my friends are partnered up and I'm happy for so many of them. But the more time goes on, they don't get what it's like now. So it's really important that you have a community when you're single of people so to talk too. to. It's really good. Yeah. So... You know, I was just talking about this with someone. I went on a date recently with a with a with a guy, um, lovely guy with a setup, lovely guy, so sweet, so nice, and I just I knew that he would be a friend, and there wasn't an attraction, there wasn't a chance for an attraction. I just know that in my gut. I'm like a very instinctual human, 
And if they say, I had a really nice time with you, I'd like to see you again, I say, I acknowledge their presence and I say, I had a really nice time with you too. Thank you for the company. I'm really looking forward to continuing on as friends. Or if I have to, I say, I, you know, I don't see a romantic match here, but I, you know, you're awesome. Right. Thank you for the time. You have to see someone. You know, if you're going on a date, if you're, you know, at the grocery store or you're in line or someone is, you know, like picking up your trash in your office, whatever, you have to see that person. And the same dignity needs to exist in dating. And there are so many men who have not done the same to me. And so I make it a point to make sure that whoever I'm with is seen. And so if, you, right. No, that's really, that's, yeah. that's great because I feel like the ghosting. Yeah, man. I mean, it's awful. I've been victim of it. Like my rule is if you send someone a text message and it doesn't prompt a response after the date, first date, you should actually still respond. Yeah. And, and then if no one reaches out for a second date, then it's fine. Right. But if someone reaches out like I have recently and said, hey, I had a nice time with you tonight. Thank you for the company. And I got no response. Ugh. I don't feel seen. Right. I don't feel acknowledged that even those two hours that I spent with this human are no longer like in his memory. Right. And he could have said, me or you're welcome. Me too. And then if I never heard from him, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be upset. Right. It's just disrespectful. It's just disrespectful. It's like we don't want to face it. We're like, oh, it's too hard to do it, so I'm just gonna ignore it. There's like a billion people on this on this planet. You're gonna connect with if you're lucky, two or three in your life. You know, no one thinks it's a love connection if it's not. Right. It's a really good perspective. Like it's not like this huge. We're not like you know marking new legislation or something, and like right. things aren't on fire here. Like right. just be honest and just get back to someone. And if I could tell anyone who's listening, just remember that who you're sitting in front of is a human who has feelings and you don't want to be the like reason for their misery the next day or the week after. Just be honest and be kind and gracious. That's all you need to do that you don't need to marry them. You just need to say, hey, thank you for the time. I'm not interested. I wish you well. You're a good person. Just that. That is that is good. What about the first dates? Any rules around that? Like, like, do you care if they plan something? Do you plan it? Where do you go? What's your typical first date? You know, it's usually drinks. Um, I have to say, now that I'm 32, I don't think day dates are good first dates. I've noticed when I was in a really, really, really crazy time commitment of a job, I would, I didn't have time to meet people at night. I would ask them to meet me for lunch. Um, and so I had, a, I had a lot of first dates at lunch. And ugh, they were just like, I was right, rushed. You gotta, right, you got to text, your I boss was, call you, the whole right. thing. Yeah, I was hard rushed. to relax during the day. I don't even like lunch. Lunch, even with friends, I don't do lunches. Right. I just don't. Like, I'm going to work and then I'm going right. to meet you later. That's and you know, there's that like old saying like, you know, if you go to lunch with someone, you don't want to go to bed with them. Oh, I've never heard that, but that yeah. makes sense. Uh-huh. I can uh-huh. see that. Uh-huh. So I really do believe you got to give romance a chance. And you got to do it when the lights are out. Yeah. You got to be in the dark. You got to do something like you could even go on a walk at night, whatever. But, you know, it's mostly drinks for lack of innovation, which is fine. Um, you know, if a guy asked me to do a drink and then I'm like a local concert that wasn't a big deal, like a show at a you know, music venue, that would be lovely. But listen, you know. It's my time and their time. Right. It's so. true. No, I think that's good. I know what you said. About, I mean, sometimes I guess if you have a connection with someone, lunch could work. But I, I agree with you. Like, be more relaxed, be on a different schedule. Yeah. I like it. What's your thoughts on soulmates? Oh, my God. I can't believe you just asked me that. Oh I have God. so many thoughts on soulmates. Okay, go. Tell oh me. Oh, my God. That's really... Okay. So, here's a funny <laughs> story. So, 
I actually wrote into my favorite podcast, which Besides is mine? now over. No, Dear Sugar with Cheryl Strayed and, oh, and I love Steve Allman. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote into it because I wanted them to talk about soulmates because there are so many different definitions of soulmates and um, actually my favorite person's definition is Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh. Um, and I just, and I believed this before she even said so. And I have a friend who's also a past life regressionist. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you would say like intuitive past life regression mm-hmm. or what the title is, but you know, we went into my past lives and we talked about soulmates. So what do I think about soulmates? I'll tell you. So, the traditional societal, what this culture says soulmate is, is that there's one person out there for you. And when you meet that person, it is destined. It was in the stars. You were meant to be, and this person is your forever partner. Okay. If you believe that and you're with that person, hallelujah, amen, mazel tov, baruch right. Hashem. That is fantastic. <laughs> and I'm very happy for you. My definition of soulmates is we have many people that come into our lives that we're meant to meet. And sometimes they show us too much and it's painful and we have to leave and we have to separate. Okay. But wait, you just said you don't really believe in it. If you think there's one person. No, I think that we have many soulmates. Okay. I have some girlfriends who are my soulmates. soulmates. Yes, I got it. I feel that way too. I feel like people yeah. come, you know, there's a connection. I don't like to put, I don't really put a name around it in the sense, but there are people that I'm like, I know we're meant to meet or they say like that saying, like people come into your life. What is it for like a day, a moment or a season? Something What's like that. What's that saying? Like for, yeah. for people a, come into your life. For um, a moment or a season. And or stay re- with for you forever. Reason, for a reason or for a season though. Like, like people could just be there for a day, whatever that, there's a quote. Yeah. I'm just going to look it up. But it's like, yeah. And I think yeah. that's true that you can feel that, whatever it is that, that connection. So there was a, actually a study that came out that says why you should stop trying to find your soulmate and here's what to do instead. Mm. So it says if you believe in soulmates, like one person, kind of your definition, you're less likely to work through problems because this person was supposed to be perfect and everything was supposed to be easy. So when they're searching for this soulmate, it's like this never-ending quest yes. to have that connection. You're like, Is, are you the one? Are you the one? Yep. Are you the oh, one? Yeah. But you know, it says you know that you. Um, so instead of looking for the one, they say that's really destructive in a way because you're not, how are you ever going to find that? There's some ways they say to kind of find find the people that you're looking for it's not a soulmate but how to look for instead of looking for the one search for a relationship that's just really open and honest and healthy 100% and I think that again we have some people who are our soulmates and they bring something out in us that needed to be brought out so the suggestions here instead of looking for that one is make a list so jot down the qualities you ever done one of these lists what you're Um, looking for in someone can help you hone in on the right partner so be really specific so be very, very specific about what you want, like well, which personality traits matter, you know, objective traits like personality or religion or just like what they like to do and like get specific. Right. Yep. And you know, our friend Evan Mark Katz uh-huh. made me do that and he made me write down, what do I need? Oh, what do you need then? That was a game changer. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's really great. On well, a bus in Israel on our last day, <laughs> that boy, that man put me in tears, but I do love him. I love him too. So yeah. what did you, because you had never thought about what you need. Well, I have, but you know, it, someone gave me advice once. They said this woman who got married at 38 and she's fantastic. And she was this woman, this Swedish woman who met this um, Danish man um, at 38 at this conference called MIPCOM that I went to for years in France, TV conference international. And she said, write down 
everything you want in a man. Write down what do you want him to look like? Wow, what do you want him to smell like? Mm-hmm. What does he do for a living? What does he eat in the morning for breakfast? What are his like parents like? You know, what kind of dog does he want? And then take that piece of paper and throw it out the window. Wow. Okay. And I'll never forget that because again, it was the penis on the pedestal thing. So Evan made me write down. Uh, I'm not going to give away his formula, but in some of it, he said, I want you to write down everything you need that you weren't getting in a last relationship. And that one's tough. Because it was hard to pinpoint or it was hard to... No, it's really hard to pin... It's really hard to identify. But like, how are you supposed to identify if a guy's going to meet your needs when you're like having a drink trying to pronounce his last name? Exactly. Right. No, right. How do you know? How do you know? But I guess in general, it's more like, well, when I'm with someone that I love, when I'm with that person, they're going to make... I'm going to need them to be supportive of me and my career. I'm going to need them right. to prioritize my family as much as their family. Right. I'm going to need them to show up, you know, when I'm sick or when I'm sad. I'm going to yeah. need them to, some people say, I need them to pay my way or I need them to finance my life or buy me gifts, you know. So I think it is important that, that can be hard for us. I think that's great. See, I wouldn't have told you to throw the list away because I think those lists are important as long as they're not as rigid because it's like, you. I think knowing though what your deal breakers are, like if someone yeah. smokes, like that's a no, or if right. somebody hates their family, you know, or hates animal, I don't know, whatever your right. things are. So I think that is a So I think, you know, there's a lot of different theories around this. But totally. So writing it down is another thing. Observe that. I like this. So if you're, if you, if you think you believe in some ways, but maybe here's another outlet to find what you want. Observe the relationships around you. See, I've done this for years and I, this is part of my show has always been because I love observing relationships. Yeah. I've always wanted to know like, okay, why are you guys together? What's the secret to your success? Like what makes it tick? What makes it work? So look at those closest to you to find realistic and honest relationship goals because we have such unrealistic, we don't even know it takes work. So seeing that couples are really, you know, that they go through things and that uh, things are hard. So, um, you know, if you're close with someone, ask them what makes it work. And if they're divorced, what made it didn't work? I find this so interesting. It's kind of like sex, but we don't, you know, people listening to the show, I know you guys are prioritizing and you're taking it seriously, but like, we just don't often even think about relationships. Like we don't really actually do this analysis. Like I think it's so smart, especially, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, whenever you're ready to find someone or even if you're just dating and just sleeping with people, be an expert in relationships on your own. Like what? What's normal? Because I think we all have these. Un- Maybe we just think when we're younger, oh, it's just how my parents did it or how my parents didn't do it. But we don't really know, like, what is real life healthy relationships look like and what are they doing that makes them work? You know? Yeah, absolutely. And then the other thing Amen. you're already doing here is prioritizing yourself. I can't emphasize that enough because a lot of times we're searching for someone, which you were saying you did. I used to do this as well, is that we think finding someone's going to fill us up. Right, uh-huh. like, like I'm going to find half a person because I'm half a person, and then we're going to be whole. But really, it helps to be a whole person. Not that we're not always doing work, you know. We yeah. always are, but to kind of think like work on yourself. Yeah, do that work. Yeah, you know. So I think all those things are important to fill that void already. So when you're ready to find someone, you know, yeah. you're in a better place. Yeah, and people think that like once you're like you're full and you're whole and like you love yourself, someone's going to be ready to love you. You know. I think that's an annoying statement. Like, love yourself, do your best. And that's what I don't think we we say enough to to ourselves and to even the people around us. Like, do your best, give yourself the benefit of the doubt. If you didn't do your best, forgive yourself, move on, learn from it. And like, just know that you're worth it. If you're a good person, you're most likely worth it. If you're a crappy person, this is the whole other conversation. Right, exactly. And you might not know that you're crappy, but if you're not sure, take yeah, a look at that. No, exactly. I think it's true. I am. That's one of my things I work on is that I am really hard on myself. 
Yeah. Not anyone else, but like, yeah, you're your harshest critic. Yeah, we all are. It doesn't serve you, you know? No. It's like, I would never treat anyone sometimes the things that go through my head, you know, that anyone else that way. So right. why do we do it to ourselves? Right. So, and then that's a really good counter to it is saying, I've done the best I can. I'm dead. Yeah. We tried today. Yeah, I today mean, it was a good day. Yeah, today was a good day. These are the good things that happened. Today, yeah, right in your journal. Right, and when you come back from, you know, there can be days where you come back and the guy was just rude or it was just like off. You're like, ugh, that was. You could either say, ugh, that was such a waste of time, or you could say, you know what, I worked. I, you know, went for working on dating and doing my best, and that, you know, maybe this those last two hours weren't my favorite two hours of of the week, but I did what I could to to find something that's out there. Right. Um, you know, I missed a date. I went on a date last night with uh, this very nice guy, turned down dinner at Osteria Moza with someone who Ooh, was offering I to pick up the Mozart. tab. Okay. And uh, a screening where Bradley Cooper was going to be in attendance. And you know what? I still came home and was like, it was, it's okay. I met a new human and uh, everything. Good for you for not being like not having to. FOMO. Yeah, I mean, I'm having FOMO for no, but I get a little it. bit today with the burrata conversation I had with a friend. <laughs> but like, their burrata, yeah. oh my god, that's so good. We should all go there to my staff. Mozart, so Ooh, good. Yeah. It's right down the street. Oh god, I love the pizza. So but I think that is such an important lesson too to, to remember that we learn from everything. We learn from every even a bad meal or a bad date or a bad evening out, whatever it is. It, bad you give a bad speech you know that's happened to me or like it's not as good as you want to be you can learn in every moment it's an opportunity to yeah learn. and give yourself a little bit of credit you know and just if you didn't like something like okay i know that for next time it's all right i'll figure it out mm. good dara i like all of this okay guys we're gonna take a quick break to talk about some of our sponsors so thanks for supporting them and we'll be right back you often ask me about new ways to connect with your partner and keep things super hot. Well, I've got the solution that will add adventure to your sex life in all the right ways. The Jive from WeVibe is the perfect way to experience discreet pleasure that you can wear alone or have a partner control. It's an insertable vibe that allows you to feel pleasure wherever and whenever. And when you pair it with the WeConnect app on your phone, you can cycle through the Jive's 10 vibration patterns. Wear it on your date night or running errands. Hey, there's no rules. It's also fun to build custom vibes so you experience different sensations or hand control over to your partner and let them surprise you, whether they're across the table or across the country. And because it's from WeVibe, you know this thing is packing the power. To get your jive, visit sexwithemily.com slash WeVibe. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash WeVibe today. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. That's sexwithemily.com slash SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. Dara, you said that you had self-mastery in masturbation, and I can't let you leave without telling us what that means. Right. 
The, yeah, we were talking about the the womanizer, <laughs> which I'm still gonna need your help on. Okay, so no, after I'll help this. you. Wait, I want to because we were listening. It's not that it's hard. It's that it takes a little learning curve because it's not really a vibrator in a sense. I mean, it's a vibrator, but it has a different kind of pleasure air technology that's indirectly stimulating your clitoris, and it's more of like a, you press the button, you go. Mm. Well, I think that's a good way to put it. It's n- it's not a vibrator. It's a sex tool to stimulate orgasm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not that that's happening yet. Pleasure. There. For no, it, but, but it will. But we got some yeah. other toys here you can play Ooh, with. But we'll show you. We'll okay. give you some tips. Okay, so but tell me about your mastery, girlfriend. Yeah, so, all right, so this guy broke up with me last year, and we had great sex, and tons of chemistry. It was like, again, a, like a universe made us meet type situation. Um, you know, we didn't even meet in LA. He was, gonna, it's a long story, but it was great. And then when he broke up with me, of course, I was sad. And, you know, when I'm with someone, you don't really masturbate as much, and you know, I wasn't, I was kind of shy about it before, but like, you know, I would go in and out and I called my two best friends that I grew up with and I was like, guys, I'm so sad. And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, I really miss having sex. And I associate pleasure with, with ex-boyfriend's name. And they were like, girl, (laughs) can you just for a second separate the two? Because the power of female self-pleasure has nothing to do with a man giving you pleasure. True. And as soon as she said that, I was like, I had permission. And it was so liberating. And I like went up to West Hollywood. I remember it was, um, there was like some gay, not gay parade, but there was like some really cute, like all these gay men running in Speedos. It was like some marathon. And they were just like, it was so much fun. And I walked into the sex store. It was like right after Bonnie. I went to Bonnie by Simone and then went to the sex store I on a Sunday to to, morning. Okay. Great time to go to the sex store. No one is there. <laughs> um, and I was like, I, all I want to do is orgasm. Just tell me how to do it. And he's like, great. And so he gave me the little, the, I told you like the little bullet, bullet, bullet uh-huh. thing. And like, I just, I remember the first time I masturbated and the first time I had an orgasm since my ex-boyfriend, I just straight up cried. It was like this, it was like this release of a relief that I could do it for myself. Mm -hmm. And also like, I know I like broke that tie where I was associating pleasure with a man. Yeah. Exactly, honey. That's so powerful. I love your girlfriends. Yeah. They were able to oh, tell you yeah. that. And they were like, Dara, come come on. You were the first person to masturbate as kids. And I'm like, I was? <laughs> right. And they're like, oh, come on. Your favorite, my favorite movie growing up, and it's still my favorite, I can recite every single line, is Girls Just Want to Have Fun with Sarah Jessica Parker, mm-hmm. which I often get mistaken for sometimes. And there's this scene can- where she goes on a motorcycle with her boyfriend. And, you know, I was like... Ugh what nine when I first saw this movie like eight and there's she goes on the motorcycle and she goes is it safe and he goes it's the safest thing you'll ever have between your legs and I didn't know what that joke meant right and I used to ride down my banister as a little kid pretending I was on the motorcycle but really I was actually pleasuring myself were you you had an orgasm going down the banister I don't think I had an orgasm but it felt very good right and I remember don't my, try this at home guys though don't try hurry. it at home right but I was also super young I was like like maybe 11 and I remember I told, showed my girlfriends like I my big thing is I always make my friends laugh and I I, I was like guys you want to see my girls just want to have fun rendezvous and I showed them and I like slid all the way down the banister <laughs> straddling it and they were like oh my 
my God. So I think that image just like played in their head. So when I called my two best friends, they were like, Dara, you were writing down the banister before <laughs> right. we on, even girlfriend. knew what our vagina looked like. So so you brought, you brought it back to yourself then exactly. after this breakup. And so now you are still self-pleasuring. I yes. hope. We're going to give you some more. We're, we're going to yes. show you offline. We're all going to give you a little. We'll yes, and I'm tutorial. trying to spread it to other women who haven't had that quote unquote self-permission. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And it's funny you say that because a lot of what we do on the show here is give people permission. People so much want to know, like, is it okay that yeah. I want these things in bed or that I, you know, that I even masturbate? People just, you know, we feel yeah. bad. We have guilt. We have shame. We have all these yeah. things. But yeah, permission that you're in charge of your own pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Every day we get, that's a great reminder. Yeah. And so now, yeah, you realize it like, and when you're in relationship, out of relationship, it's, it's important to continue to self-love. Yeah. And I think, you know, I've had to give myself permission lately when, you know, with all this crazy stuff in the news that's like really brought me down. Like the last thing I want to do is like curl up in bed and like go in my drawer and like that that doesn't feel right. But it's also a release of just like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Your body is a magnificent thing. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you can do this for yourself, it's like. You know, meditation and and masturbation, it's like, please, like any day of the week, give me that, a LaCroix, a glass of wine, you know, this is us or insecure episode and like, I'm good to go. Yeah. No, it's so funny. I have this new motto. I I say I I wake up, I meditate, I masturbate and I manifest in the morning. Right. I know I should get a t-shirt. We're oh my God, hit. absolutely. I know. So it's true, like waking up, starting your day that way. And it's true. It's funny. I, I ran to this woman the other day, a friend of mine, mother, She's a widow. Her husband of 40 years died. And she said to me, she pulled me aside and she said, you know, I have a question for you because she said, oh, Emily's a sex doctor. And she said, you know, my husband passed like six months ago and I, I still have feelings, like sexual right. feelings. And I yeah. and I don't feel right about it. Yeah. That I, because I have such grief, but yet I still have desire. Right. Like, is that okay? And is that right. normal? And I said, yeah, well, of course it is. You know, they're so closely linked too, right? Like pain and pleasure. Yeah. Which is like kind of like what BDSM and all that's so like, why do, how could we love pain and love so much pleasure? But it's connected, you know, our brains, you know, are firing in, in these ways that you could, it's, you know, it's like as you cry after sex. So I think, yeah, masturbation is sort of this curing, you know, healthy solve, I think, that for yeah. so many of us, we don't, we don't think of it that way. And even I, you guys, as my job here, to masturbate, to talk about, not just to masturbate, but to, I sometimes forget too. I get stressed out or whatever. I'm like, and I don't feel like it, but I know it's good for me. It's like the gym. Yep. Like I almost look at my masturbation like that. Like I'm going to do it. And I've never once regretted it. I've yep. never been like, why'd you masturbate? You could have been on Instagram. Why'd right. you masturbate? You could have left time. No, it's just right. so healthy and healing. And it's, yeah. it's life force. Like you're literally giving yourself self-love and a life force that is just circulating through your body and releasing orgasms and all the feel-good chemicals yeah and yeah it's powerful that like you can do that i know like, that's we can pretty do that. cool you anything i mean maybe a few toys if you like but yeah you don't mean anything you're right honey you don't have to like scroll and swipe for the dude you just can do it yourself you can do it yourself and the more you do it the more first of all you're going to realize the benefits because if you're you know you're like one off every few months like you might not realize it you'll still feel good but when you make it part of your regular practice in life like i'm just i'm going to masturbate you just you can't help but see the changes in your life and the yeah. confidence that's going to build, body confidence, self-esteem, all those things. Yeah. And learning your body, what makes you feel good for when you are with someone. Right. And think about this way. A man masturbates almost instantaneously because they're in the shower or they just like, it's just easy. It's like this tool they already got. Women should have just as much permission right. and leeway to do the same. It, I, and I, I don't even like saying should. I, I just think right. that like- No pressure. Yeah. But. Like there's just like women- I hope women feel that they they do have that permission. Like, take a post-it, 
write down, I, I give myself permission to masturbate and like put it on your nightstand because girl, you have permission. This world is ready for you. Just give it to yourself. Yeah, I love that. Dara Wagner. Thanks so Emily. good. Okay, I have to ask you five questions. Ask. Okay, what's your biggest turn on? Confidence. Confidence and a beard. Okay. Ooh, yeah. that's great because everyone has a beard right now in Los I Angeles. I know. Um, your biggest turn off? Arrogance and, and um, not being kind. Yeah. Yeah. What's the sexiest body part to you? <sighs> I love a good chest and a back and a butt. Can I, can I give you three? <laughs> yes, you can. Okay, great. Oh, and arms. I love good arms. Oh, so basically yeah. everything. Everything, everything, yeah. everything. Um, what's something that you wear that you feel the sexiest in? Mm. I love showing my midriff because it highlights my big butt. Oakland booty in the house. LA face with an <laughs> Oakland booty. Um, yeah, I, I feel sexy when, when I feel good. I could right. be wearing... Like right now, look at this dress. It's long sleeve, but like I feel good. You look adorable, beautiful. Well, thank you. You always do. Um, yeah, I would say I would say showing my midriff and my butt and like heels. I love. I hate. I I don't feel sexy in flats. I, I know. Can't. I'm the same way. I've just start. I wear. Yeah. I started wearing like gym tennis shoes in the last few years, and it's yeah. Just, I mean, I'm like it calls uh, it's for fine. occasion. It's comfortable, but yeah. I don't feel sexy. I feel my mom at my bat mitzvah says we're not short, we're petite. So I get you, girl. <laughs> Gotta it's wear true. Those heels. It's true. Um, so, what's more important to you, uh, comfort or passion, in a relationship? I think a little bit of both is necessary. Um, I don't. I think if you're too comfortable, it's not going to be good. I think if you're too passionate, it's going to dismiss and it's going to fade. So, I think that you know everything is good in moderation. Um, I think at the end of the day, you're going to want to be comfortable. Yeah. Okay. Good. Dara. Yes. I love it. Thank you so much Thanks, for being here. So Emily. how can we find you if we want to find you? Ooh, um, I'm Dara. We do want to find you. I mean, yeah, people. I'm Sarah with a D. So it's spelled <laughs> D-A-R-A-H uh, underscore Wagner on Instagram. Um, that's, yeah. Okay. Find awesome. me there. Thank you for being here, honey. This was great. Thanks for having me. Good luck to you. Me. Amazing advice. And um, I'm so proud of you. You're doing such good work oh, in the world. You're the best. I'm so grateful to Ben that we've met. Me too, honey. Okay. Thanks for being here. Thank you. And now we're going to get into some of your emails. I love answering your questions, whether you call, whether you email. It's really why I do what I do. So if you want a question that's answered on the show via email, you can go to my website, sexwithemily.com, click the Ask Emily tab, fill out the short form, and we will give you a call. You can also just send an email to feedback at sexwithemily.com. All you got to do is include your name, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. And I've got my producer, Jamie, here, and she's going to read the questions. I'm going to answer. Hey, Jamie. Hello. Hello. All right. So this first question is from Ty27 in Ohio. He says, I've been dating someone who does porn for about a month now, and we were very good friends before that. The problem I'm facing is that my mom and them had become friends on Facebook after meeting when we were still friends. Due to their porn Instagram being attached to their Facebook, my mom discovered that they do porn. She does not know that we're dating now, but was relieved at the time that we were only friends. If this relationship becomes serious, I'm very concerned about how to talk to my mom about it. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Okay, Ty, this is a great question because I get it. Maybe hard to get your mom to understand that, you know, dating porn star, you know, is just like dating anyone else. She has a job. You guys are in a, hopefully in a good, healthy relationship. And it's not necessarily where her mom mind is going to take her because it's really easy to judge people, especially in this industry. I mean, I can relate. I was dating a guy a few years ago and his dad Googled Emily Morse. Then it goes to sex with Emily and it's like anal August. He's like, so my dad just found out it's anal August from your website and I was going home to meet him. 
So I understand all of that, right? So parents are looking and they're making judgments and all that. I'm not a porn star, but I do talk about sex for a living. So there are some prejudgments. But once they got to know me, realized that I'm good to their son, we were in a good relationship, it was fine. And it sounds to me like, you know, your mom hit it off with her and they became friends on Facebook. And so I would think if you do get more serious with her, you know, hopefully your parents will be able to transcend any preconceived notions or judgments and accept your relationship with her because they're happy for you. They're happy that you're with someone that makes you feel good. So, you know, you can reassure your mom, your partner is like a normal person and that she does her work carefully and safely and that you feel good about the relationship and hope that she can also learn to feel good about it as well and that you'd appreciate if she didn't have judgments around it. I think you just got to speak to her like this, like honestly and openly. And again, I know you're tripping on this, but it sounds like you guys just started dating. So why don't you just wait and cross that bridge when you get there? Okay, thanks, Ty. All right, this next one is from Caitlin, who's 20, um, and I don't know where she's from, but she's got a problem. Okay. Um, Hey, Emily, I'm going to get straight to the point. I started masturbating when I was about 12 years old, and it always felt very natural, and I loved it. However, as I got older, I realized that the way that I masturbate is not normal, so I'm a little confused. I cross my legs and put something like a book on top of my pubic area, and I squeeze my muscles almost like I'm doing kegels while I'm pushing down on the book so there's pressure on my pubic bone and on my clit. I've tried masturbating on my own other ways, but nothing seems to work. I want to know if this is normal. Also, I want to know how I can orgasm with my boyfriend since this weird way is the only way I get off. Any answer would be amazing. Okay, so here's some good news here, Caitlin. This is not weird. This is not abnormal. You're not a strange person at all. In fact, I get this question a lot. This is actually really common for women to first off when they start masturbating to kind of tight squeeze their legs together and you know you figured out a way to do it and so of course assume that this is the only way it can happen so I'm going to tell you here good news it's really not the only way it can happen but also there's nothing wrong with this at all so it does make sense you know a lot of you know for women for us to have orgasm we do require many of us most of us clitoral stimulation while masturbating but I get it that um You haven't experienced another way, so you're assuming this is it. I'm set. How can a penis enter me if my legs are crossed? So what this means for you, Caitlin, is I just want you to um, do some exploring on your own. So you said you've tried it different ways, and I'm wondering if you could maybe try getting a toy would be great. There's some great beginner toys. If it didn't really work with your hand, you could try getting like, I love the Wee Vibe Touch is a great toy. So that also can help some first time masturbation or some exploring, but also just mindfully masturbating. So try to start masturbating without the goal of orgasm, okay? So the goal is just to explore. Like what else could feel good to me? Because I know in your mind you're going, I know I just got to clench my legs and cross them and that's what's going to happen. But by discovering that there are ways you can orgasm where you're still pressing down on your, your pubic mound, that's how a lot of women do it, and you st- and still might be clenching, but also by like using your fingers or a toy and lots of lube, Please use lube. Lube is your friend when you're masturbating and really for all kinds of sex. So by continuing to stimulate yourself and to um, apply pressure in the same places, you're going to realize that by exploring your body, maybe playing with your nipples and seeing, you know, the thing is your whole area, like just not just your pubic mound, but your labia. You know, your clitoris, it extends, you know, there's clitoral legs that extend, you know, beneath the labia internally. So that's what you're 
stimulating by this practice. So I think exploring on your own and not giving up. So you said you've tried it a few times on your own and you couldn't do it. Um, Just keep going. Because I had the same concerns a lot of women do, but really just through this mindful practice on your own and then taking that in with your boyfriend um, and showing him how you masturbate. It could be some mutual masturbation. And then when you're actually having sex with him, you're going to realize that a lot of it isn't so much that your legs are crossed, but it's more of like a you could still do your um, Kegel exercises while he's inside of you. And you can still be, whether you're on top, you could be rubbing against him, like with your, your clitoris, your pubic mound. Like there's still same ways to get the same sensations while you're having sex, but it helps to practice on your own. And then also practice when you're with him. So this is just a whole rewiring the way you've known and you've been doing it for how many years for eight years and just realizing that it's just kind of like a a rewiring of everything that you're doing but you can still have the same result and that is incredible orgasms so don't give up this is fun work it really is you know and i'm telling you i I have get asked this question i actually had the same this is the same way i masturbated Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, exactly. See, Jame, we're never done. We're We're never never done learning. It's really, it's actually common for women. So I think, um, yeah, you just got to break out of the norm, the patterns, what you think is normal and discover new paths to pleasure. All right. Next email. Yes. All right. This is Becca, 25 in Houston. This is interesting. Hi, Emily. New to the show, but love it already. My question is about a guy that started out as a friends of benefits and now we're dating. Started that way because he had just gotten out of a long relationship. Before being official, I found videos and pictures that he still had of his ex on his phone. And I thought I couldn't get mad because we weren't official yet, but I did end up telling him it bothered me and he has since deleted everything. However, now I can't get them out of my head. One of the pictures, you could tell she was tied up. Now he wants to tie me up and I'm really turned off by it now, even though normally I wouldn't be. I'm not sure if this is just a personal issue that I need to get over, but advice would be greatly appreciated. Ooh, ooh, Becca. Okay, so you search through the phone. I mean, when we search, you guys, we're always going to find something. We're going to find something in the phone. So I would just say try to hold off and checking the phones, but I think we've all done that. So let's just get that out of the way. Also, I understand this, you know, that you're thinking, ew, I don't want you to tie me up. You did that with your ex, so don't even try to do it with me. I want to create our own memories and have our own, you know, sex explorations. So I get that. But if you think about it this way, think about sex kind of like working out. So what if your boyfriend said to you, hey, let's go to the gym, right? I want to go to the gym. And you know, you saw pictures that he used to go to the gym with his ex. So sex is a lot like that, right? It's a lot like working out. I mean, we're not, it's not really going to change from partner to partner. He just might be into tying you up and dominating you. And that's just his style. Just like he's always going to go lift weights and he loves to have a partner with him. So think about it that way rather than it's this one-off thing that you can only have sex. You know, each person you're with, the sex has to be different. Sex just doesn't work like that. So if you can try to get them out of your mind, I know easier said than done, but maybe whenever you're going there, you go back to, you replace those thoughts with like, hmm, I wonder if this could really be hot if he ties me up. So my question for you is, would you be into it if he had not done this with the ex? Like, does that kind of turn you on the thought of being dominated and being tied up? If your answer is yes, then my advice to you is then to think about it. Like, wow, I wonder what night he's going to tie me up and like talk to him about it. Because a lot of times I think, you know, he just said it to you, like, I would be interested in doing it, but it might be great for you to kind of ask some questions about it. So how would this go down? Or should we go to a sex toy store together and buy some some um, bondage gear? I love, you know, here's some tips. I love uh, bondage tape. I haven't talked about bondage tape in a while. Bondage tape is so cool. It looks like electrical tape, but it sticks to itself. 
and you just kind of rip it off. You can rip it off with like, your teeth or your hands and you can just use it to tie someone up. Oh. Have I talked to you about bondage tape? You have not, but I did see some on Good Vibrations. Yes, they do. Yeah, you can, everything we talk about, you can find it at our website, sexwithemily.com. But yeah, it's really cool. So all I'm saying is if you are if you are into it, then I think um, you got to get past the fact that you know being compared to his ex or he's going to be, because he's not going to be thinking, well, when I tied up my ex, she really responded this way. No, he just wants to, you know, expand the sexual repertoire with you and he finds it's hot and hopefully you do too. Now, if you're not into it, then let's, you know, think about some things that you are into. And you could say, you know, babe, I don't really want to be tied up, but I would love if you spanked me or gave me a sensual massage. So I think it's a great time for you guys to start talking about what you both want. But as much as you can kind of kind of put this aside with the ex and kind of spend that energy focusing on how you're going to make your sex life amazing with your boyfriend, Becca, I think you'll be on the right track. I know you'll be on the right track. Yeah, it's hard to unsee stuff. But. It's hard to unsee. <laughs> right. That's why it's all about reprogramming, rewiring mm-hmm. whatever that thought is and replacing it with like, yeah, and then moving forward. Okay, guys, that was fun. Remember, check me out on SiriusXM Radio. The channel is called Stars 109, and it's starting November 12th, five days a week, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. for more sex talk. It's going to be fun. We're going to have some new segments. It's still called Sex with Emily. So if you're on a commute... We live on the East Coast. It's 8 to 10. Um, call in. I'm really excited. Tell your friends if they're serious. So love that. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Sarah, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. So let me tell you about my first time buying a sex toy. I was 22 years old, living in San Francisco, and I walked into a local shop called Good Vibrations. It really blew my mind. I mean, I pictured sex toy stores to be these dark, dingy places, but it was so open and well lit. It was like an Apple store for vibrators. So I walk in and one of the workers approached me and she immediately put me at ease. She was like, hi, so let's talk about your orgasms. You would think a stranger asking that would make you nervous, but she immediately made me feel so comfortable and helped me figure out what would be best for me. Thank you, Pocket Rocket. At the time, I wasn't even aware that my life would also become devoted to helping people with orgasms and sex or that I'd be fortunate enough to work with Good Vibrations later down the line. This is why I am so excited to have you guys get to know them as well, if you don't already. I mean, they do run some of the best and most respected adult boutiques in the country. And now with their online store, you get to have that same shopping experience and expertise without ever leaving your house. Seriously, guys, they just know quality. I mean, if they have it in their store, I trust it. And if they don't, I have to question it a bit more. It's not just me that feels this way. I can't stress enough the standard they set in the industry. And I'm even more excited because now Good Vibrations runs the Shop with Emily page on my website. So be on the lookout for some great sex toys and sexy announcements. To see everything Good Vibrations has to offer, just go to sexwithemily.com slash goodvibrations. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash G-O-O-D-V-I-B-R-A-T-I-O-N-S.